The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hello and welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, we hear from clinicians, doctors, and nurses, and medical professionals on this program. We hear from caregivers on this program. Today, we're going to hear from a cancer survivor, a patient. Absolutely. And again, as we have been reminded by previous like testimonies, not only a survivor, but a thriver. There you go. And so we're going to be encouraged by her testimony of how she went through and processed through having a diagnosis, treatment, and now how she's encouraging others. You know, I remind myself that no case is typical and we should not expect to experience these same results. But there's undeniably uh, the case today that Tara Bai, who we're going to hear from, has been healed of her cancer. Absolutely. And she has her personal, unique testimony to stand by that statement. And so we highlight that fact and that example on today. To get us started, to get us rolling here, you've got some scripture in mind. And our spiritual nugget is, as always, found in Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter, verse 8. It says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Today, we're going to hear from one who walked that scripture out in her life. And perhaps we have some listeners who are tuned in. Maybe you've lost a loved one to cancer. We know that that happens. But at the same time, we need to rejoice with those who rejoice. And we're going to do some rejoicing here today. Absolutely. We're going to sing and shout and just have a great time as we hear the triumphant story of this particular cancer patient. All right. Before we take a break and then hear from our guest, let's talk about a resource that we want to offer to our listeners. It's a very important one called Integrative Cancer Care. This is fundamental to what we do and how we approach care. Absolutely, Wayne. And not only is it fundamental to what we are doing, it's fundamental to what the clinical environment as a whole is embracing as the next level, if you will, of really complete clinical care to patients all over uh, the healthcare spectrum. And so when we understand integrative medicine and integrative therapies, integrative therapies are evidence-informed therapies that supports solid clinical medicine. And we want to make sure that everyone is aware of the potential benefits of integrative care. And so this download will help people to be more familiar with some of those modalities, such as nutritional support, naturopathic medicine, and of course, in this particular case, and the perspective that this patient is speaking from is spiritual care. It is available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's called Integrative Cancer Care. You can download it, read it, share it with others. Integrative Cancer Care at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we're just getting started today. Back with our guest in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, you're listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and that is precisely what we hope to do as we visit with you each week. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. Well, today I'm excited. With me, I have Tara Bai, who is a 13-year cancer patient, and she's going to talk to us today about being a cancer patient and her experience and, and all that goes with that, and we're thrilled to have you today. Thank you for coming by, Tara. Thank you for inviting me. Well, with respect to who you are and your story, I've had an opportunity to hear a little bit about you. Um, Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, uh, your background a little bit, and then let's kind of migrate into your story of being a cancer patient. Well, I'm just a normal person who is just kind of living their life. And I think when you're a little bit younger, you try to always kind of keep climbing up the corporate ladder, and that's what's important to you. And then when you hear the diagnosis of cancer, it kind of changes your whole life changes who you are and your direction. Sure. So with that, obviously you were sounds like you were working and you were you were living your dreams of of uh of uh, your vocation, etc. Um you're 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 married, you have a family? Married. Okay. And you were bouncing along one day and boom, someone told you you had cancer. Let's yes. talk about that day. Let's talk about how you felt. Let's talk about what went through your mind. I had felt inside that God told me I need to have a mole re- removed. So I went to the dermatologist, told him I need to have it removed. He's like, it looks fine. Don't worry about it. Fast forward to he finally did a biopsy. I'm at work one day. I get a phone call, and this gentleman says, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you answered the phone. I'm, I'm thinking, who is this? So I ask him, and he says, I have really bad news for you. You have cancer. So I'm sitting at work. This is where I get the news. So you're at work. You get the news from a second voice, someone else who's sharing with you, not your physician or your your medical oncologist. That had to have been just a huge, I don't know, wind let out of your sail while you're at work. Well, what's really weird is that that day there was a lady at my desk who had never come to my department before. And she was a Christian who had dealt with some skin cancer. And so she heard me on the phone call and she was starting to walk away. And I told her to stop because I knew God put her there at that moment to sit down, pray with me and walk me through that. And so the type of cancer that you were diagnosed and have been battling is melanoma. Is that correct? Correct. And how are you doing today? I've actually been NED, which is no evidence of disease, for one year now. Amen. That's good news. It's awesome. So we're moving forward. You're doing basically reevaluation at your treating facility. And so let's talk a little bit about the journey, the path, the days, weeks of being an active treating cancer patient. First and foremost, how did your significant other, your husband, how, how did you tell him, how did you break the news to him about being a cancer patient? I don't even remember. After that day, I don't know when I first found out if I went home, if I stayed at work. I have no idea the rest of the day. And that was kind of a blur. I did a whole year between surgery and treatment. Um, I was my first year. And it just kind of, it was a whole blur. There's a lot of stuff I don't even remember from that time. 
You've already mentioned that you're a Christian. Uh, this is a show that's geared toward faith-based audience of thus health, hope, and inspiration. We're here to inspire people around good information, uh, around wellness, and, and, and to be inspired. Let's talk about how did your faith play a role in you coping and managing through the ebb and flow of being a cancer patient? <laughs> Um, it was actually kind of amazing. I know, as I mentioned, that when I first found out, there happened to be a lady at my desk who was a really strong Christian. So at that moment, I'm like, okay, God put her there. One day when I had started my treatments, when I first started, I was driving to work. And you always hear the stories about how people hear God talking to them and they hear her, you know, this voice. Sure. And I've never heard that before. I was driving to work and I was praying and I'm just, I'm, cr- I'm crying on the way to work. And I'm like, how am I going to deal with this? This is cancer. And I heard God loud and clear. He's like, you've, and this is before I knew what my treatment would be. He says, you've got a year and you're going to be okay. I just heard those words loud and clear. I had wow. to pull over wow. and I just cried. And then I found out that the treatment I would be doing was exactly a year. So I knew that that was just God's hand in there. It was amazing. I'm assuming, you know, maybe my assumption is incorrect that you belong to a, a local faith body, uh, church organization. Yes. Did you have support uh, by friends in the in the faith community? How well was that working for you, et cetera? Well, the crazy thing was, is I was brought up in a Christian household and then kind of in my early 20s, I kind of, you know, went kind of stepped away from church. Sure, and, like a lot of us did. Yeah, sure. God took us to Las Vegas. Okay. And that's where I reconnected with God. Most people go to Las Vegas to gamble. I went to Las Vegas and God put me in this perfect church. And I always thought I had that personal connection with God until I really did. Okay. So he, here's this church that's right by my house. And I developed a personal relationship with God. Mm. And that was about a year before I was diagnosed. So that relationship was completely solid. And God knew I needed that yeah. in order to deal with what I was going to be dealing with. Right, right. And so I'd always thought that I was close to him. But now I actually had a relationship and I actually knew him. Wow. So apparently God does live in Las Vegas, right? Yes, he does. <laughs> and of course he does. God lives everywhere. <laughs> uh, so your journey, you, you know, you're at work, you receive a diagnosis of cancer. Um, was there, because one of the things that we do want to be here is helpful. You're living here in a, in a part of the country where you're exposed to a lot of sun and, and sun rays and et cetera, et cetera. Would, what practically did you take away from the experience of having melanoma and uh, some things that, you know, would you have done differently or could you have done differently or that you'd like to share with the audience in terms of protecting their skin? Again, we, we want to be practical as well as inspirational here. Well, I grew up in the 70s when we didn't really know too much about sun protection. I don't think anybody ever talked about sunblock. Yeah. And I am part, I'm half Mexican, so I never worried about it. I never burned. I tanned. So I never wore sunblock. I never, we used baby oil back in the 70s and 80s. Um, So I really learned that it doesn't matter what your what your um, skin type is, what your skin color is, everybody can get melanoma. Everybody should be wearing sunblock, whether you tan or whether you burn. So that's just something that I've pulled away from that. And I also know that tanning beds are really bad for you because that gives you so much more intense rays that Interesting. you wouldn't receive you know, just from the normal sun. So I strongly recommend people do not use tanning beds. You don't need to tan. Love the skin for what it is. I mean, I always thought that I had brown golden skin and I've learned that I don't. I have white skin and it's not as brown and golden, but you know what? It's my skin I was born with. So I've just had to learn to love it and now I'm okay with it. So your PSA is regardless of your 
ethnic orientation and background and melanin content, good, high or low, I shouldn't say good or bad, high or low, is that uh, we should be protecting our skin, we should we should be covering our skin, and we should make sure that we're being mindful of the damage the sun can do to our skin. Correct. I always wear big floppy hats now when I'm out in the sun, and I still go do things out in the sun and still have fun. I just wear long sleeves and big brim hats well you know the big floppy hats on the beach is, is the in thing now it's very vogue so with that being said uh, i'm sure you can make that work for you from a fashion uh perspective what was the one one or two big things that you learned or experienced from being a cancer patient that you took you told me before we started recording that cancer was a blessing and i want to make sure that i accurately quote you and there may be some people who may be listening that just may find it hard to believe and and in in the period of time that i've worked with cancer patients i have heard that actually and and it that has helped to readjust my thinking and thoughts about life and hearing so many cancer patients say that what's the one or two big things aha moments that you learned that really reshaped who you are your life your perspective now as a result of being a cancer patient well, first off, I can't imagine going through cancer and not being a Christian and having God in your corner because there were days when I just didn't think I could do it anymore. There were days when I just I didn't have the strength, so I had to pray, and I'm like, God, I need that strength to keep going. And so I've really learned how important it is to have that faith when you're going through something big, whether it's cancer or whether it's another illness, anything major in your life. And... I've always known that my purpose on earth was to help people because I've always been that person that everybody went to. But dealing with this, God has been able to use me in so many ways. I've talked to so many different people. I volunteer to talk to newly diagnosed cancer patients over the phone and in person. And over the phone, you don't see their facial expressions. You hear a voice. When they first answer that phone, they're unsure, they're angry, or they're sad. By the end of that conversation, which lasts about a half an hour to you know an hour and a half, there is a different person on that phone. They're not as scared. Sometimes they have, they've been laughing. Sometimes they have a smile in their voice. Sure. So it's amazing to be able to see how God is using me to just kind of give hope to people. And yeah. so it's been a real big blessing to be able to see that because most of the time you don't get to see the end result when right. you plant seeds. Right. So God has allowed me to see that through this time. And I don't, it helps to give me more hope and just reaff- reaffirm that that's my purpose here. And so with that reaffirming your purpose, what would you say right now to someone who may be listening to us who has been newly diagnosed and looking at you, a young woman, working, living out your, I would imagine, your vocational dreams, climbing the corporate ladder, and then interrupted in the middle of that process and told that they have cancer? What would you say to that person listening right now? I would say don't give up hope because God is amazing because I was stage four. Didn't think that I was going to be here, you know, as long as I've been here dealing with it for 13 years. When I was diagnosed with stage four, I thought I would be dead by now. But I gave it up to God right then and there. I just say, you know what? It's your hardest time in life, whether it's dealing with cancer or anything else. Just stop, get down on your knees, and just say, God, I'm giving this up to you right now. Because if you give it up to Him, He will definitely handle it. And there were days when I still wasn't sure. There were, you know, we, we go through that sure. where you kind of lose your hope and. That's the day that you have to stop and pray again and say, all right, God, I'm sorry. I'm taking it back from you. I'm giving it right back. Mm. And so with the few minutes that we have left, what's next for Tara Bai? What's what's next? What's on the horizon for you? Where are you going? What are you doing? I don't know. God has completely turned my life around. I mean, to where I don't think I have the same purpose as far as a job anymore. Okay. Um, I just kind of 
leaving that door open for God to say, all right, what's my next journey? What's my next step? And he's been opening some really great doors, and it's been kind of awesome. Well, let me tell you, it's been our privilege and pleasure, and thank you for sharing your life, sharing your story, and blessing so many people. And we want to commend you and tell you that the best is still yet to come in your life. This is Tara Bai, who is now a 13-year cancer patient and now survivor, thriver moving forward, who treated at the uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America at the Western Regional Medical Center in Phoenix, Goodyear, Arizona, and we thank you for your life. Be well and be happy. Go get them, Tiger. Thank you. Oh, our thanks to Tara and to you, Percy. Where do you find these guests that you bring to us? You know, at the end of the day, where do they find me? Because these are people over the years that I have met and that I, and in this particular case, specifically a patient that I spent some very uh, significant time with interacting with over the years. And so uh, just the resources and the wealth of resource that God has brought to me in terms of relationship is just phenomenal. Yeah. You realized when you sat down with Tara recently for that conversation that you had met before. Absolutely. It had been several years uh, since. And when she came in for the interview, I was like, oh, yeah, you, I remember you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just knew you would know me right off of my name. And and I probably should have. And so I'm going to make an admission that, you know, I often forget names, but well, I certainly meet a never, lot of people. Yeah, but I certainly never forget a face. And it was a warm reunion when we met each other. And it just added energy for our time together with this uh, conversation. Well, I hope you will not forget our website, which is healthhopeandinspiration.com because they're at the website. You can download, free of any cost or obligation, a document called Integrative Cancer Care, which goes hand-in-hand with the conversation and the interview here today. So look for it online at healthhopeandinspiration.com and stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. We heard from a very special lady here today named Tara Bai. I love the fact that she's living with hope now. Hope is a major part of, of how she goes about her day. As a matter of fact, one of the comments that she made in her interview that I thought was very telling was that for her, 
cancer gave her the purpose of being now a hope giver to others. Yeah. So it, she says that she has been reaffirmed around her purpose in life is now to give hope to other cancer patients. And she worked with cancer patients across the country. And as uh, you were talking with Tara and she was telling her story, I was thinking about all the people in the background of that story, all the clinicians, the doctors, the nurses, the professionals, you know, all the integrative care folks who are involved, who all together helped succeed. Well, again, it helps us to understand, again, cancer cannot be and is not defeated isolated by oneself, that there is a support that is needed and necessary from a clinical perspective, from a community perspective, from a family perspective. But to refocus back to the the key point here, all of the different support mechanisms from a clinical perspective that are standing behind cancer patients doing their unique specific roles, whether it be the the integrative uh, care components of folks that are helping you with your nutrition and your diet, uh, those that are helping you with your mental frame of thinking, your mind body medicine a component, and then those who are providing spiritual support, and all of the uh, the oncologists, the clinicians, the nurses, there's an army of people and resources that are being rallied to help buoy one to potentially move forward in the fight of their lives. Sometimes they're unseen and unnamed, aren't in they? In many cases, they're unseen and unnamed. And so with that, today we salute the, the cancer clinical community, those that stand behind the scenes and those that are in the forefront to understand that it requires truly a community of people to really help one work through this. And I want to commend Tara for giving credit to where credit is due and, and to speaking up about this. It'd be easy just to just accept, you know, that she's alive and well and, you know, not look back. But she's looking back with a grateful heart. Well, I think that what also what, what the reality of a cancer diagnosis does for people, it helps to recrystallize, number one, being grateful, being appreciative. You know, sometimes we take things for granted in life, you know, in people, places and things. And cancer patients tend to become very crystallized around, I am very cognizant and aware of all that was necessary and all of those individuals, faces, and places that participated in my process of care. All right. What else did you learn as you spoke with our guests today? Also, for me, what I took away from this, which is which was a very strong spiritual affirmation, was uh, Tara's comment around the fact that she said she did not know Cancer for her helped her to understand and come to terms with how does anyone possibly go through any difficulty in their life or challenge without some aspect of faith being part of the process of how they cope with that. And I've heard many, many patients reaffirm the fact that I don't know how it is even remotely possible that anyone can consider to navigate through any challenge and hardship without having some belief in a higher power is working for you, working with you, going before you, and working on your behalf. She really helped to enumerate the reality of that. She wasn't preachy, she yeah. was, but she just made sure that, that we understood that that was just crucial in understanding how to work through and navigate through tough times. And I'm sure you've seen this happen. Sometimes that's not the starting point for a person who's diagnosed with cancer, but it's often what happens. And, and I can tell you this, Wayne, in many cases, it's not the starting point for many patients. And yet it becomes a very important transitional dynamic of a stream of consciousness that happens because, again, one is brought to a place of really coming to terms with what do I do now and how do I get there? 
the component of faith becomes now a very real and viable option for them. Yeah, and for us as well. Now, you read some scripture earlier. Can we return to that? Again, to highlight the very point that was just made, and that really what Tara talked about throughout the entire interview is summed up in Deuteronomy 31, verse number 8, that says, The Lord, the Lord, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Because, again, what this scripture is helping us to understand, when challenges and hardships confront us, we need to have something else going before us. And so we need to be reminded that the Lord is going with us and before us in all things. We have just a moment left, but uh, an important point that I want to make sure gets communicated today is the importance of integrative cancer care. So important that we've put together a resource we want to give to our listeners. And, again, it's free, as all of our resources are, to help people. People become more familiar with certain schools of thought, and integrative care is becoming more of a popular school of thought within the realm of medicine and science as a supportive mechanism that goes along with good clinical care. Everyone should be made aware of the pros, the cons, and the things that are necessary to understand about integrative care. I believe this is a very important document for everyone to download who's interested in this. Integrative Cancer Care is available at our website, which is Health hopeandinspiration.com. I'll give that again. It's healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Percy, we'll see you again next week. All right, God bless. Thanks. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.